You are now listening to Love and War, the male and female perspective of love, life, and relationships in the 21st century, with your host, Crystal Francis. Tonight on Love and War, we're going to be talking about how religion impacts relationships. We're going to jump right into the show tonight. You have myself, Dr. Francis, Tasha Wilson, Theo Jones, Showtime, and we want to welcome back a longtime Love and War friend, Ernest. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Love and War. I'm your host, Dr. Francis, and today we are going to be talking about how religion plays into how individuals select their mates. Now, you know we're going to do like we always do and say what's up to the panel tonight. First, coming out of the block, we are going to say what's up to our girl, Tasha W. Hey, everybody. I hope you all are having a good evening. Um, Tonight's topic is going to be amazing, so I hope you tune all the way in. Yes, and let's also give a shout-out to our man, Theo Jones. How you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I hope everybody has a great Black History Month. This is just our anniversary. We celebrate all year. This is just our anniversary. Yes, I know it's Black History Month. You know, somebody at my job was like, oh, it's African American History Month. I was like, you know, everybody isn't like African American because Caribbean American people, they identify as Black, but they don't like you to call them African American. So, you know, yeah, Black History Month. Shout out to it. We also want to say what's up to Showtime. How are you doing tonight, sir? What's going on, everybody? hope everybody enjoyed that Monday and enjoyed that beautiful weather that we had today. Yes, the weather was really nice. And we want to welcome back. He's not a guest. He's a friend of the show. What's up to Ernest? How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing good. It feels good to be back after, what, five years? Right. Like, straight up. Straight off the cut. <laughs> How are you? Welcome back. I'm good. Welcome I back. I can't complain. I'm good. I know that's right. So, guys, we are going to be talking about how relationships and religion go hand in hand. You know, religion is a really sensitive topic. You know, it can impact your relationship in a good way, in a great way. Um, in a negative way, it can also um, determine who you choose as a mate. So we're going to just dive right into the topic. And we're also going to talk a little bit about how religion can also 
impact your relationship if you don't believe the same thing. Because nowadays people are being more open. You know, there are a lot of different religions out here. Some people are okay with, like, an interfaith union where they may not necessarily practice their religion, so they're more open to accepting, you know, someone from any religious background. But then when you throw children in the mix, then it's like, which religion are they going to practice? So we're going to talk about all those topics tonight. So I am going to start with the ladies, as usual, PW. In general, how do you think religion plays or ties into relationships in general? Generally speaking, I would say that uh, religion definitely has an impact on how the course of the relationship is going to go, Um, because a lot of times, depending on your religious background and your beliefs, it kind of determines your values, um, what's more important to you, what you prioritize on how you connect with someone. And so I think um, that is definitely a big part of how the navigation of a relationship will occur. Okay. Showtime, how do you feel religion plays in relationships in general? Well, personally, I believe that it, it has a, it has a lot to do with it, but it also depends on how strong your faith is. Um, you can't mm-hmm. you can't impose your faith on anyone else. So, how you feel, how you worship, can dictate and move it in the direction in which you want to, you know, lead that your spouse or your partner in. Um, so, it's going to be a very interesting subject that we touch on, and it's going to be very intricate details that we're going to hit on. But I think it's all about how you move and how that person, especially as a man, how your wife, your woman, your girlfriend, your fiancé shall follow you. Okay. Theo, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it plays also, um, not even just relationship-wise, but, like, if you get serious, what are you going to do, like, with holidays? You know what I mean? Like, are we going trunk-or-treat or or trick-or-treat? Are we doing Hanukkah (laughs) or Christmas? Uh, we don't, you know, what I mean, it, it, it's a lot of things, and it, how you raise your child uh, will, if you get that far, um, how it has a lot of things with religion too. So I think it, it has a very big impact. Okay, all right, Ernest, what are your general thoughts about it, just in general? How does religion play into relationships? Um, I, I feel like it it plays a very big part. Um, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you always have to ask the question, uh, how can two walk together unless they agree? Yes, I love that. And, I, you know, me personally, I also have to agree. I mean, I I agree with everything that everybody says, but I think um, um, Showtime hit a really critical point where you have some people who, by nature, they, you know, have a religion or tradition or maybe their family does, but they don't necessarily practice it. So I feel like depending on that person and their spirituality and the level of spirituality that they have, whether or not they're actually practicing their religion, whether or not they have a relationship with God, all that plays into, you know, ultimately who you select. And I also agree with what, um, you know, Ernest said, it's like, and Theo, y'all kind of said the same thing where, you know, and I know there are people out here that don't necessarily always date the same person with the same religion as them, 
but I have seen situations where people, they don't care about it, but then when they start getting serious and then they start talking about marriage, your whole wedding ceremony can be dictated by your religion. So I think it's a a topic that people don't talk enough about before they, you know, jump into marriage or jump into a relationship. And I think this is why it's a really important topic that we talk about tonight. So now that we know that generally religion does have some impact on your relationship, showtime. As a man, right, what is your opinion on how a man, you know, selects his mate and how his religious or spiritual views impact who he chooses you know, because in most, I don't care what religion you're in, most religions have the same premise that the man is the one that's supposed to really be the one to find the, the woman. So what is your perspective on that? Well, personally, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, I can honestly say that I just know that I was raised a certain way. I was raised to pursue a woman. I was raised to, you know, show my interest to properly court a woman. That has nothing to do with my religious standpoint. Now, when it comes to religion, it may, what, what may play a, a major part in it is on how I court her, how I date her. Um, I don't think that you can tie the two together because how you actually pursue a woman is far different from how you would worship with a woman. Now, mm. I've, dated, I've dated women that have, been, that have had different faiths, but I knew that ultimately – that it possibly could not work unless that woman followed what I wanted to practice for the family. I don't think that there should be a compromise. It's really hard to have split homes. I grew up in a family where my stepfather may have been a practicing Muslim or thought he was a Muslim, whereas though my mother was a Christian. We didn't see things the same way as far as when it came to religion. So when you, when you look at that aspect, it's more so like when you're actually pursuing that woman, you have to be upfront with what your what your faith is, but it all depends on where you meet that person in your life. Am I 21 years old having fun? Am I 35 years old trying to settle down? Well, that plays a huge role in it as well. Mm. I like that, Tasha. What's your response to that? Um, actually, I'm gonna take it a step further too, because even if you are practicing the same faith, um, I've seen marriages where there was also division because even with practicing the same faith, they also had different beliefs as far as standards with certain things. And a lot of that could be affiliated with the religious institution that they're associated with, right? Because you can have a Christian that prefers, like Theo said, trunk or treat, and then you can have a Christian that says, no, we're going trick-or-treating, right? And so even going down to the things that you may feel are minimal could also be a great topic of discussion, too, even if you do practice the same faith or have the same belief system, because a lot of times, depending on which house that you're connected to and you worship with, depending on what's set by that pastor, could also take your perspective of what it is to have a successful marriage, because I know, prime example, that some pastors believe that their marriage formula is the best formula and they expect everyone else to mirror what they've embraced, 
even though that may not be the most effective for the couple that they're supposed to be counseling. You know, that's a really good point. Um, you know, I had a, I have a, well, had a friend who um, he was from the United States, but he ended up um, moving to England to marry uh, one of the another pastor's <laughs> daughter, and you know. I was like, you know, you sure you want to do that because you don't even really know her and you sure, you know, it's going to work out. And he was like, yeah, you know, listening to the other guy. So he ended up moving out there to marry the daughter, come to find out, you know, I guess she wasn't really ready for marriage, really, because, you know, people can think they're ready and then they find out they're not and by then they're already married. And so long story short, he found out that she just wanted a green card to come to the United States because she wanted to live in the U.S. Well, needless to say, it ended up, they ended up breaking it off or, got, you know, got the marriage annulled um, because it wasn't long enough to have a divorce. But, you know, he was really um, let down by that because, you know, he had taken counsel from, you know, someone who, did, who he considered like a spiritual father, I guess, and it didn't work out. And... You know, now he's back in the U.S., you know, he's not married now, but now he's really, really, really taking his time before he gets married again. I mean, that wedding was beautiful. They had 24, like a, it was a part, a bridal party of 24. It was so beautiful. But I said all that to say, like, I agree with that. And I think sometimes we as people, we get caught up in, what other people's vision is for our life. And I feel like if you have a relationship with God, it's not like you can't take wise counsel from someone, but God should also be speaking the same thing to you individually if you have a relationship. So I feel like sometimes we as individuals need to make sure that the advice we're taking is really for us from, you know, the person who created us. Theo, what's your whole um, response to what, Showtime and Tasha were saying about, you know, needing to be basically evenly yoked is what it boils down to. Same religion, same philosophy for it to work out. What is your opinion about that? Poor boy sleep. Okay, go ahead, Ernie. I think uh, it's definitely important, but I think it, it actually might be easier for you to date someone or be with someone that's not in the church than someone that's of a different religion or faith mm-hmm. because that person is not going to come with anything. It's, but if you throw in different, like I said, like the trunk or treat or uh, what are you going to do for Christmas? Um, are we going to raise him or him or her to do this or that? Like it, you got to at least be on the same path or hearing the same word to, you know what I mean, to uh, to be able to uh, make it work, I believe. Okay, okay. Ernest, what you think? What's your whole response to what's been said so far? Um, I think, one, it, it definitely takes some prayer. It definitely takes uh, some meditation. Um, like you mentioned before, I always – say that individuals should have wise counsel and you should always check your counsel and check their 
track record um, to make sure that what they're asking you to do, they have done successfully. Um, I think um, I think Theo brings up a good point of somebody who is not in anything versus somebody who is practicing a different faith to try to to try to convert them. Um, I know one thing. I, I had a friend of mine. He gave me some real good advice. He said. You know, when you're looking for a mate, you want to be looking for somebody who is already practicing things um, that certain aspects or certain practices that that you approve of because it's hard, you know, it's very hard for a human to change their habits. So that's, you know, if they're practicing the same religion you're practicing, then that's, you know, y'all are going down the same path. I mean, same thing, like if, if you're trying to, stay in shape and you trying to date a girl who don't like going to the gym, well, it could be kind of hard to get her in the gym versus one that's already going to the gym. I like that analogy. I do. Um, and so while we're on that, I think it's a great segue. So there are a lot of people that I run into that are, you know, young adult millennials and, you know, they're in church, they're doing their thing and they want to be in a relationship and they don't know, like, where to go, where to look. They don't want to seem creepish by, like, dating everybody in their church because that would be awkward if you're, you know, bouncing around to all the men in the church. If one don't work, you bounce to the next. So what are some, where are some places, you know, what is your advice, Showtime, for how to actually find a mate that believes what you actually believe? I mean, I know they have Christian Mingle, but I don't know if that's really – <laughs> Man, they got. <clears throat> Look, it's, it, I think it's called Tinder, Bumble, Black, um, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, uh, the library. No. <laughs> on a serious, on a serious note, um, I don't believe in going to look for anything because when you look for something, you often look for something that isn't worth having. So Ooh, you say that one more time. Say that one more time. I don't think somebody got that. When you go looking for something, you often get things that you don't need and you don't ask for. So at the end of the day, my father was like, look, if it's meant for you, it'll be for you. So just let it come naturally and let everything happen naturally and organically, as my man Theo always liked to say. Come on, Theo. You up next. He just called you out. <laughs> now, um, yeah, uh, you, you just have to let things happen naturally. And I guess meeting people – I mean, you could go to a church, but I guess if you go to a bigger church, if you think you might not, the first one might work out, you know, go to a different service, go to the 930, go to the 11, uh, <laughs> go, 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 go to the Bible study. No, but no, don't think, I think people get it wrong thinking that if they go to church, they're going to find the right person. And people don't realize, people Broke people, broken people go to church mm. trying to get hold again. So don't think, Bye. oh, he goes, to, he or she goes to church, they're going to be the perfect mate. That's not it. But y'all might be able to work towards that. But that's not, it's not, that's not how it works. T W. Because first of all, can you know, somebody help Theo get this merchandise along with these? slogans and taglines, but um, <laughs> I, I would definitely say um, I agree. Like, 
oftentimes we think that we know the strategy <laughs> when we try to do things ourselves. We then become impulsive with making decisions. But if you just actually live um, and actually enjoy life from where you are, so, like, going out, meeting people organically, no matter where you are, like, it could be random that you come across your mate, and I think it goes back to what Showtime says, like the fact that you're actually looking for it, you're now going to start idolizing it, that you're going to miss out on other things that are going on. And so if you just actually focus on your personal interests, um, what actually makes you feel fulfilled and do things that you enjoy, then it'll happen. Like when people are supposed to meet, they will meet. It will happen where there's no strings attached. It will happen where neither one is looking. It's just kind of like surprise, you know, um, the whole element of surprise thing. And to be quite honest, I think that's the best way to meet someone because you don't have some hidden motive. You don't have um, unrealistic expectation. You're being who you are naturally, and then that person can see that. And then you can see how you all connect from there versus if you're looking for it, then you're now trying to create some false image of who you really are. And so then who you're meeting, they're only based it off the premise of what you're presenting. Yes, and the one thing that I don't want people to do is start going to church being semi-stalkerish because – I mean, you're going there with the wrong intentions. You should be going there to really be focused. And, you know, one thing that I had to learn for myself, because, you know, I think a lot of times people are not patient and they want everything when they want it. You know, we're a microwave generation. We don't want to wait. We like to jump in the first thing that we see instead of taking time to really figure out that's the move that we should be doing. And, I know a lady who wrote a book, and I think, oh, man, many moons ago we had invited her to be a guest when Love and War was first uh, initiated. Yeah. The book was called The Hardest Part of the Wait is the Wait. Like, waiting is – I'm 30 – well, I will be 35. I'm not married yet. But I have great patience because I've seen so many people who have given me advice and, like, look, I'm five, six years in my marriage. I'm telling you right now, take your time because I ain't take my time and I'm stuck with this one here. <laughs> so take your time. And so, you know, I want to make sure that I do it right. And so I feel like a lot of times people are impatient and then they go with the wrong motive. You know, they're going to church to hunt down a mate and not let it happen naturally. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so, Ernest, what are you, what's your response to that? And also I want to add something to, to that. Um, you know, people have already gave some recommendations on, like, how to be organic, but what do you think, the, what do you think is the biggest mistake that people make? And then... Also, what piece of advice could you give to help them overcome the, the, the typical mistake that people make when they're trying to, like, fish for a mate in church? Um, because some people use church <laughs> like the club. <laughs> yeah, some, some, some people do. Um, I think um, – I think they both go really hand in hand. I think what what people really have to do is focus on themselves and get to know themselves. 
Um, and then that way, when a person is presented or a person does come along, they'll know right away whether or not it's even worth entertaining um, that person. I think uh, we we spend so much time trying to focus on other people, and we don't spend enough time doing the work like healing, um, you know, getting over our emotional triggers and things like that. So it's like, well, I'm ready. So where where they at? And it's like, nah, you're not really ready. You're not ready yet. Um, And then that'll help. That'll really help cut down on um, divorce and all those things. That way people will, they'll know like, oh, no, this, this, this ain't for me. Um, Or you might be dating somebody and you might start to see something and be like, nah, I'm good on this. Um, And then you can walk away without, you know, a 24-person bridal shower wedding. Right. You know what I mean? That was a $60,000 wedding. You know what I could have done with 60 Gs in one day? Yeah. It was open bar, uh, uh, like buffet. Like, you know, it wasn't no plated. It was a buffet. You walked around. I mean, they had lamb, steak, fish. Seafood. I said, wow, wow, this is how they do. But it was beautiful. It was a beautiful ceremony. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I really think that, I mean, I think that the really good point that you made is people do not take time to focus on themselves. Like, we are so engrossed and concerned with everybody else, making everyone else happy. And, you know, when we jump from relationship to relationship, sometimes we don't take enough time between relationships to heal from whatever happened before we jump into another relationship and then we just bring the baggage that we haven't healed from into the other relationship or the new relationship. Um, And so that can also play a role. Showtime. We are, you know, time flies when you're having fun. We're almost, we're almost at uh, the end. Um, But I want to just circle around with one more, you know, small topic real quick on this whole relationship. So people are already talking about, you know, where you can go, what what you should not do. Let's give some more insight regarding um, how relationships, because if we're dating someone, right, organically, and typically religion doesn't really come up in the topic typically. I know, like, when I date people, I really don't start asking that question until later on down the road after I've already developed an an attraction and want to date them. So do you think that religion should be, like, one of the questions that's asked up front before people make their decision to date? Or how do you feel about that? I attack them like like a deacon in church. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord Savior, <laughs> I ask it straight up. You know, because at the end of the day, you don't. At, at the age that we are, you know, I'm 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 a senior here. You know, I'm getting older. I don't yes, have much yes. time to waste. Um, you have to know what you're walking into because guess what? Some this person might be on some demonic tip. They might be on some seventy-five shades of gray, and you might not be Ooh. there. So you have to put those things up front early. Because you'll be let down later. I'd rather know everything early than to know something later. I used to be like, man, I'd rather a woman have sex with me today and leave me tomorrow than wait, make me wait two, three, six months. And then I had sex with her, but the emotions are tied up. Now you're, now you're questioning your religion, and now you're making a deal on what you want. So get it out the way early. 
that way you know what you're walking into and what you're walking with. It's showtime. So if if you ask them that question, right, and they say no, what do you do next? Do you do you help them pray the prayer of salvation? What do you do next? No, I don't. I, I go in about my business. Yay! I might give them a, uh, give them a wife's tower and, and keep it moving. T.W. <laughs> Wait. I can't. It's showtime. And you accepted the Lord. First of all, I was oh, gone when he said, I don't have time to waste. <laughs> listen, bruh, listen, okay? Um, Seriously, the way that people are fraudulent these days, you got to be upfront. You got to be direct, and you got to be intentional with what you want or what you're looking for or desire, okay, <laughs> in a relationship. And so ultimately, if, if religion is important to you and it's something that you hold value to, then, of course, you're going to mention it early on. That's just like with other things, right? Because you don't want to be sitting here tiptoeing around certain things and then you just notice certain behaviors and then you just don't say nothing and then let it ride and then finally you'd be like, hold on, sis, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, did you see old dude is doing this, 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 this? Mm, I don't know if we believe in the same God, you know? And so a lot of times you can also pick up on certain actions too. So, I mean, there's just nothing wrong with being upfront and asking because what I don't want is the Dr. Francis to give me a side eye and be like, um, sis, you, you didn't notice this? Mm-mm. Right? So you might as well just ask yes. I'm trying to speculate. Because if you do have some, like, true friends in your corner, they're going to be like, you need to check that. Like, what's What's up with that, right? And then early mm-hmm. on, listen, you really need to know who people are praying to these days because some people really have prayers and some people have spells. I don't got time. So you just need to be a front ass. Yeah, like, I know with me, I, now I am, I'm at the point where I'm going, I'm, I'm going to be very direct and upfront and ask, but I haven't always done that. And this, 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 the same issue that I've always run into is, you know, I'll date the person, I like them, and I'm like, oh, yay, hey, by the way, I go to church. If you ever want to go, you can come with me. And then so I remember I had gotten in a relationship um, with this, you know, young man way back when. And I think it was going on the second year. So he, he knew I went to church every Sunday. Like, he knew that. And, you know, he didn't go. Well, from what I could see, he didn't go to church. Okay, his family didn't go to church. So one day I I invited him out to um, a Christmas Eve service. And, you know, he came. He enjoyed it. And then I was like, hey, you should, you know, go to church with me. He was like, yeah, I really don't like church. And I was like, well, you know, we've been dating for, like, going on, like, two and a half years now. And it's really important to me. And. You know, this is, you know, if we feel like we're going to be getting serious, I think that we need to have that discussion because that's like a deal breaker for me. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to force you, but you need to have your own relationship. But I just want you to know that if I marry somebody, I want my husband to go to church with me. And he was like, yeah, no, I don't see myself, you know. So I broke up with him. Do you know he, for the life of him, he could not understand why he, he thought that that was so mean. He was like, oh, my God, you had to break up with me because I, I said, yes. He was like, well, why would you even date me? I was like, because I probably should have asked this in the beginning. 
And then, you know, but I really felt really bad because I kept trying to invite him to church. I kept trying to invite him. I kept, like, over, like, countless times to the point. It was just like, Christian, you let that go. And the Lord called him home at a young, a young tender age. And I felt so, when I went to the funeral, I was just like, dang, like, did he ever get an opportunity to, like, you know, get right, you know, give his life to the Lord. And I just felt, I mean, you know, so now I asked that question up front because that was a really crazy thing that I went through. And, you know, like Showtime was saying, you don't want to, like, force the Bible down nobody. Not, no, that's not what you're doing. Like, you know, but, uh, yeah. So I agree with that. You got, you have to be up front about it. Um, Theo and Ernest. What are your takeaways on that? And then we'll do our, our wrap-up. My first takeaway was it, it it took you two years to figure out if you wanted to get serious with somebody, but we'll skip and over that. But, um, <laughs> but it's, just, it's ways you could – Don't come ways, for like, my <laughs> But how Showtime, how Showtime says he, like, at, you know, goes – Deep, goes hard at them like a deacon. It's ways you can see if they are kind of within the same path as you, like on a date. Like you just do random things. If you just in the middle of a date say God is good, and they don't say all the time, you know. If you say we fall, just say we fall down, and they don't say but we get up. You know what I mean? They they not for you. If you start saying I am a C, I am a C H, I am a C H R I S T, first and they can't they don't join in. Yeah, that's not that's not you. So just, just little small things like that. But uh, yeah, just you know, you gotta be on one accord. Yes. <laughs> Get your friend. And if they don't know that one accord means agreement, then they ain't the one. Thing. <laughs> not for you. Shout <laughs> the struggle in these streets. <laughs> sure, because you look at um, the and you say, "Let's pray before we eat our dinner." Sure. Let's let's have a prayer. She's like, oh, I don't do that. Oh yeah, well you try to say grace. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you're you uncomfortable with grace, Dad? Even though it, most people I know do grace, and then step foot in the church. <laughs> Go here. Um, I I I mean to be honest, I actually agree uh, with Mister Showtime. Um, because you can. You can tell a lot from the way a person answers a question. Mm. Um, you can you can tell a lot, and then once you actually have an answer, you have information, and you you always will be able to compare what they said to what their what their actions are. So um, I, I think I, I think that's a great strategy. And then you know, like Theo was saying, you can always throw something out there on a date. But to be honest, if you've been on three dates with somebody and you are a person that is faithful to the church, and they no church has come up from the other person, or you tried to bring it up and they haven't continued the situation, you probably want to you probably want to leave that person alone. Yeah, don't end up like Doctor Francis, y'all. Don't don't wait till. Year two. <laughs> nah, you was going on. You was going on year three, bro. You was past year two. <laughs> it was a learning oh, time. It's okay. 
yes. And you know, but to be fair, I was going through a real rough time at that point. I had lost my mother that year, so I was in the right frame of mind. So I was looking for love in the wrong places. I was hurt, trying to fill a void, and it didn't work. <laughs> oh, Lord, what we all learned. So we're going to do our final words of advice tonight. What is the key takeaway, Theo, that people should be getting tonight? Um, be upfront. I mean, if you want to know something, ask it. I mean, ask the person, you know, do you believe in God? Or, like, which God do you believe in? How long do you think service should be? Um, are you just an Easter person? Like, just ask them. Just, you know, and you'll get an answer. And, you know, it won't take two years. Just two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> T.W., final words. <laughs> uh. He said Easter. I'm done. Okay. Um, (laughs) Be patient with the process. Like, don't create a timeline or a timetable for yourself. And just because things aren't happening as progressively as you think that they should, there's a reason. Um, And while you are being patient in the process, make sure that you are constantly investing in yourself so that way when you do come across meeting the right person, that you're not compromising what you believe in just for the sake of having someone. Okay. Ernest, final words. Um, I, I definitely um, agree with what they both said. I think I want to piggyback off of TW. Um, we are the only people that have the power and the strength to change and influence our seasons. So if it's something that you really want or something that you really desire, you have to go after it. And unfortunately, people think that's doing a lot of dating, but really – it's, as CW said, really, it's doing the work on yourself to prepare yourself. So really go after yourself. Really find out who you are. Really find out why you were created. And then you'll meet a person who is able to compliment um, you in that way, and then life will be so much easier. Yes, I know that's right. Showtime. Bring us on home, brother. Be transparent. Be deliberate and be true to yourself. Don't don't subject yourself to something that you don't want to do, and don't put deals on what you believe in. So just be transparent, deliberate, and true to oneself. And I believe that you'll walk in the right path. What's for you will be for you. And just take your time and be patient. There's no rush. When you when you when you're called when your number is called, it'll be called. So just be patient and wait for that. All right, y'all, there you have it. Man, everybody, this is what we really want you to understand. understand. Like everybody said, you have to take time to get to know who you are, who you are, and your purpose here on this earth. If you remain patient, don't worry about your own personal time spent because you shouldn't be operating on your time. Let God do everything for you. Remain patient. It's hard. The hardest part of the wait is the wait, but I'm telling you, if you wait, you do it right the first time, you won't have so much heartache. Well, that's all we have for you tonight. Thank you for tuning in another episode of Love and War. You can do like you always do. You can check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can go back to www.dearchrissy.com and listen to the archive shows that you missed. And you're going to do like you always do and catch us next week. We're out. Thank you for listening to Love and War. I'm your host, Crystal Francis. 
don't forget to tune in next week monday eight to eight thirty p m